Hey guys, I'm Court. And I'm Kate. And you're listening to another episode of The Castle Chat. Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of our Disney-themed podcast. Today we are continuing our nine-part series based on the Enneagram personality types, but with a Disney twist. We are calling this the Disneyagram. Whether or not you know your type, we hope these episodes help you better understand yourself, your friends, and your favorite Disney characters. Want to experience more magic with us outside of this episode? Be sure to follow us on all socials at The Castle Chat. If you love what you hear, please leave us a rating or review on Apple or Spotify so we can continue to build this community. Are you ready to jump into the episode? Let's chat about it. it again with another Enneagram type. Oh yeah, we're here with the fours, the individualist. We are going to round out our heart types with the wonderful, imaginative, romantic type fours. Oh, the type fours. I have a few type fours in my life that I happen to be very close with, so I'm excited to chat about these wonderful people. If you are just joining us, welcome to the Disneyagram. We are so excited to have you here. This series has been so fun for us to do because we are big Enneagram friends. I mean, fans and friends. We're big Enneagram fans We and have friends. Friends and fans. Friends, friends. <laughs> Words are hard and we are here and and I just kind of wanted to explain to you guys what the Enneagram is in case you don't know. So the Enneagram is a personality test that describes patterns and how people interpret the world and manage their emotions. It's not your typical personality test. It is one that really focuses on the motivations and fears behind why you do the things that you do. I think it's very important for everybody to know their Enneagram type because it really is helpful in understanding yourself and others around you. We've known our Enneagram types for a few years now and I, well, I guess we both, you know, can say that it's been really helpful, right? It's definitely helpful. The thing that I have learned with understanding the Enneagram and all nine types is that it has been an incredible tool for empathy and understanding. It has deepened relationships for me, helped me understand where maybe I'm pushing someone's buttons or tapping into their fears in a way I didn't realize that I was. And by knowing what their motives and their fears are, I can better serve them as a friend. I love that, specifically because when you know the why behind people's motives, it it really does help you understand that person because everybody can be a helpful person, but why is that person being helpful? That makes such a difference and it helps you understand and deep and deepen those relationships that we were just talking about. Now, as Caitlin said, we are rounding out the heart types. The Enneagram is on a nine 
I guess a nine point scale. You're either type one through type nine. And those types also have wings. So if you are a type four, you can be a type four wing three or a type four wing five on the number either left or right of that number. But in addition to the one through nine, it also breaks it down into the heart, head, and body types. And the heart types depend on their emotional intelligence to understand their own reactions and connect with others. They feel those big moments right there in their heart and they are driven by emotions and specifically type fours are probably the most emotional out of the heart types. Would you agree? Totally agree. I think type twos, which are the helpers and the type threes, which are the achievers, use their instinct with emotion to read people and serve them by interpreting others emotions however the type fours emotions for themselves i think are a main driver behind their behaviors whereas the two and three their emotions and their ability to interpret emotions drives their behaviors for other people but the fours are a lot about what's going on with themselves yes absolutely and if you are unsure if you are a type four or you're not unsure of what your personality Enneagram type is, there are definitely many of book resources out there as well as free Enneagram tests and the Disneyagram that you can listen to and hopefully pinpoint exactly what number you are. Now we have said this every episode and we just want to repeat ourselves again that we are not Enneagram experts. We are Enneagram lovers and fans and we have done our research and we have sat here and chatted about the the pros and cons of each number and and really tried to dig deep but we are not um, by any means experts so please refer to those experts for additional information about these types and we hope that you guys have a fun time listening to us and connecting your types back to Disney characters that may also fit that type as well as just fun trip tips that you may need if you are one of these types when you're going on your next Disney vacation so during this episode you can expect us to break down exactly what type 4 is and um, like I said those Disney twists as well. And we also have some follower commentary that you guys have sent in from our fellow Enneagram 4s. So we are really excited to kick this off and share all of this information that we have researched and um, and gathered. So Kate, are you ready to jump into all of this fun for information? I don't think you could have kicked us off in a better way. Yes, I am ready after that. All right. Okay. Well, let's kick it off with talking about some of the core aspects of the Enneagram type four. So the type four happens to be one of those um, romantic, idealist, thinking about the world, artistic type people. The type fours are defined and led by their sense of being unique different, special, and they feel different from others because of their uniqueness, because of their difference. And that's a huge, important factor for them. Yes. My best friend is a four. She is an artist. She is very um, expressive with her creativity. And she also is she does stand out in a crowd because she is proud of her individualism and I love her to death and I think she's an incredible person who wears her heart on her sleeve. 
Yes, I also have a type 4 sister out there, and in the same capacity, she is an incredible artist when it comes to music. She hears and sees things with music that I have never seen anyone else do before. She is very young and has scored films and done all of these incredible things and is very much unique and an individualist. And also, because of being a type 4, has had that be something that has hurt her too of feeling so different and so unique and so out there from other people that it can actually make you feel isolated when you know there are other people there are other fours out there um and people that love you that you can connect with and so um that's one of the the downsides to being a four is feeling like you're so different so unique from everyone else that it's actually really difficult for anyone to understand you when that might be far from the truth yes i mean my future sister-in-law i mean she'll be my sister-in-law by the end of this week i get married the end of this week which is insane um we'll touch on that later but my future sister-in-law is a four she is very creative as well when it comes to music and she's also expressive in her cooking she wants to like do food journalism and and do you know youtubes when it comes to creating recipes and different foods so it's really cool to see these fours be very creative Yes, they're very expressive where um, other types that we've talked about thus far, the one, the two, and the three, are often doing things that benefit others. Um, It's their actions, their behaviors, do things to help others, whether it be literally just helping a friend, whether it be being a leader, whether it be by being a go-getter and getting things done so that other people have resources and things at their fingertips the type four just expresses themselves and by doing so can create art for other people a lot of famous individuals that are actors or um, singers musicians are type fours because they use their their expression through music or acting creating films being able to emotionally feel things as an actor i'm sure as a type four comes in handy Um, but by expressing themselves a lot of times through art create things for other people to to enjoy but it's about expressing themselves more than it is about appealing to others well when you think about it too you think about the four wing threes that's that is a musician right there somebody that is so driven by their um creative ability to create music in addition to striving to be one of the best musicians and to succeed in that drive as well towards their dreams, a four-wing three is the perfect combination for a musical artist. Totally. I totally agree. One of um, my favorites out there that I saw was a type four is the wonderful Johnny Depp. Oh, Johnny, what a man. Wouldn't I mean and when you think about Johnny Depp, his style, the way he presents himself is very individualist. He um kind of is in a league of his own and his acting is oh, incredible. Yeah. He's played so many different characters, but he does kind of give you that um 
I'm so different, no one understands me, mysterious vibe. Uh-huh. Um, Which is a lot like Jim Carrey as well. When you think about these these actors that are so iconic and that we know through all the years that are like, there's just nobody like them. They're so individual. And I and I love that about um, certain musicians or actors. It's, it's really great. Now, I definitely wanted to touch on um, some of the core motivations of a type four. So fours are motivated by their desire to express their individuality and to be unique we talked about this earlier they they strive for that uniqueness and they do this through creative endeavors and by over identifying with the aspects of their personality that they view as lacking or deficient yeah i think that is kind of interesting i feel like fours um while they're very emotional they can also be head types where they take those emotions and then they internalize them and then they're just thinking and thinking and thinking about why am i so different why does no one understand me you know why am i this way and then actually use that emotional turmoil inside of them to then express in some form of art um it's really interesting to look into these motives and why people do these things and then thinking about artists and actors that we know another one that i read that is a type four is billy eilish um somebody who probably has a lot of emotions and takes those and then puts it into song and maybe she is a four wing three um but using all of that um to create is one thing but then also constantly telling yourself gosh i'm so different um that can be a heavy burden to bear I mean, that's a lot to carry when you're when you're trying to look at yourself in the mirror and say, I want to be different. I want to stand out. What am I going to do to to make that happen? Um, It does. I'm sure it does provide a lot of pressure on their shoulders. Yes. And in addition to their core motives and a little bit about um, what the fours are, one of their fears or their deepest fear is that they are just inevitably flawed and that there must be something that they're missing out on. That's a basic aspect of happiness that everybody else has access to, but they don't. Um, And so they're worried that they're missing out on being happy and they're so different that they can't have what everybody else has and they don't want to miss out on on life. Um, And they're also just scared of, of being viewed as flawed. Yeah, I mean, how do they cope with that fear? A lot of times it um, is something that drives them to find a niche for themselves um, where they can be appreciated like acting or music where those people who understand music or those people in the theater realm, they really understand and get um, me as an individual and they don't think I'm flawed and that gives them that happiness and so they really drive themselves into maybe putting themselves in a box. Um, I don't know if that's a a good way to say it. I'm not a type four, so I don't understand um, that that sensation of, you know, when you're experiencing that deepest fear, how do you cope with it? But um, by, I'm assuming by protecting themselves by being in a place where they know they're appreciated and understood. Well, you think about maybe people that have very unique hobbies, they probably go and join a, a club or association where a lot of other people do that hobby so they can feel like they're a part of something. Although that, although that would be joining a group with others like them, that'd be less standing out. It would kind of lean into that appreciation piece um, and they'd be able to express their emotions and creativity in that way absolutely what are some other aspects of fours that we should cover 
So they are very quirky and endearing people. Um, they also have a very strong sense of identity. These are the type of people that know who they are to their core and they're not afraid to show it. And I admire that about fours because knowing who you are and believing in yourself is a big piece of what I believe is comes with this emotional maturity and learning about who you are. And so I do really appreciate and understand that fours are they really excel when it comes to their sense of identity. Yes. And another thing actually that I've heard my sister talk about before, um, but they like to sit in a state of melancholy or have melancholic expression where um, they actually don't run away from emotions, emotions that might be something like sadness or um, maybe airing on forms of depression but um that's something that is common for them and i have heard my sister at some time say you know sometimes i just like to sit in my melancholy and have a gloomy day yeah the people that like like to listen to the sad songs Mm -hmm. and and feel the emotion behind that song and that's that's absolutely okay (laughs) yes and with that even though they have all of these emotions sometimes they do have a sense of emptiness like we were talking about with that fear of everybody's got this something that I don't have access to and so they end up feeling a little bit empty um, despite having all those emotions but like we said also can be in a state of extreme passionate artistic expression because of those emotions as well yeah definitely they're the type of people that like if they were in a like therapy session the therapist would love working with them probably because when it therapists liked for you to often express really express your emotion or be very self-aware and I'm sure fours are like I got this don't worry like I can do that for you because they're very like observant of their own emotions and they're able to sit in different types of emotions like you said they're not afraid to be like okay I'm going to sit in this a little longer than the average person would so I think that's really um a really cool thing that that fours like to focus on absolutely um what are some with you know we've talked about a little bit of the core aspects some fears some different parts of the average four type personality is there anything else um that we should touch on about either their um what did we call it we called it their strengths and struggles. the strengths and struggles of the four (laughs) well i think one of their struggles really is that they they view themselves often as more flawed than others they because they can focus really heavily heavily on that negative emotion or that sadness um they kind of undervalue the positive aspects of their personality and they idealize those those positive traits in other people so they can almost sit in that sadness a little bit too long and, and view themselves as a little more flawed than others and i think that could potentially be a Um, not so great place for a four to be in if they are so internalized like they're internalizing so much that they're not able to see the positive aspects of their personality yeah i um read that when they do get in that place they can almost be self-sabotaging or self-destructive where they get to a place of i'm so flawed i'm so imperfect i'm never going to be like them um to a place or a point where they end up really damaging relationships and people around them and and do things in their lives that can be um, destructive for themselves how would you say like so that's kind of explaining them at their worst how would they be at their best well we've touched on it several times already but 
being super in tune and self-aware of their emotions and channeling that into some form of self-expression, whether it be artistic um, or any any type of way, acting, music. Even compassionate, art. I would say. Mm-hmm, yeah, and um, being able to take those emotions and I think empathetic is um, probably a really good word to use to describe boars because they are so in tune with emotions for themselves. They can tap into that for somebody else, even when they aren't experiencing that particular emotion. They can look at their friend and see that they're going through a really tough time and experiencing a lot of sadness, and they can step into that with them and experience it with them, or elation and joy and excitement. They can also say, I might be in a tough place in my life, but I can still be so incredibly pumped and happy and um, excited for somebody else in my life and actually express that emotion, even though I might not be standing in that myself in my, in my personal life. Man, that's good. Yeah. I, (laughs) I, and I think like we've said, we know people in our lives that, that do that. I can without a doubt say that my sister is one of the first people to experience an emotion with me, whether it's sadness or happiness and it's genuine. It's not fake. There are some people that they're trying to be sad with me or they're trying to act so excited but I can tell what they're going through makes it so they can't really express or experience that emotion with me and my sister is incredibly empathetic she has cried with people and danced and laughed with people when she's got something the totally opposite capacity going on in her life yeah I mean it does help when you have those people in your life that you're really close to that are one of these types and I think that's why it's really important to listen to the episodes of the types that maybe aren't your own because there's probably someone in your life that does fit this category and it can help you learn a lot about them and how to love them well and I think that's kind of the goal of us putting this podcast um, series together is for you to learn about yourself and learn how to love others well and so we want to continue to kind of that be the message throughout these entire, you know, this entire series. Now, what I will say is, is there's probably some Disney characters that have popped into your mind as we have been talking about this type that you think, hmm, that sounds like this person from this movie. And don't worry, we're here to kind of shed light on those and share some Disney characters that we've either, we either think fit this type or we did some research and the internet thinks um, fit this type. So let's kick it off with our Disney characters that fit type four. Well, we've talked about the emotions and we've talked about sitting in melancholy. And who sits in sadness and melancholy more than Eeyore? Oh, little Eeyore. Bless his little heart. Yes, this is the the one spectrum of, obviously Eeyore is a character, but he tends to not step out of his melancholy. He loves his rain cloud. He loves his poor me demeanor and um i think that that is somewhat uh representative of a type four i wouldn't say typical but it is representative of a type yes. four. yes and i mean going along with that you said sadness so we would have to obviously bring up sadness from inside out but i just kind of thought of this really the type four is all the emotions and in inside out because they are 
you know, they're not afraid to express any of those, you know, disgust, envy, joy, sadness. What's the other one? Anger. You know, so I feel like because they are such emotional people, they would kind of make up all of the characters that you would see in Inside Out. Definitely. I, I would like to think on joy a little more intentionally and see if I could come up with what her type is because she does have a motive for things to be a particular way uh, I and still, she's probably a type two it, she could she be a type two me... she could also be a type like every like every memory has to be happy the core memories have to go here and we have to go this way i feel like she could also be a type one she could be a one wing two i mean i also see how she could be a six as well uh, yeah, I, like I said, maybe the emotions... We haven't even got to sixes yet. Maybe the emotions uh, from Inside Out play a range. Um, or maybe Ooh. Riley is a type four. Maybe Riley, Ooh. the girl that they're all living in, is really emotional and a type four. You have to do like a Disneygram digging deep just specifically on <laughs> Inside Out and talk about all the characters we and all a, the types they could be. We need a whole psychology episode on inside out oh i'm down specifically when we are approaching inside out too i could i could literally talk about inside out for the rest of my life and not get tired of it if you haven't heard before we've said it on the podcast more than once i think but inside out is without a doubt courtney's favorite pixar movie correct um yeah it's gotta be i mean i i love all the pixars but as as a psychology major in college and having you know my bachelor's in psychology i am so fascinated by how the brain works how all the emotions and parts of us come together to make us who we are that's why i also really love the enneagram i'm so fascinated with the idea of learning about what makes people tick and how people work and i think this is like being a psych major in college and now having a degree it's really helped me in my workplace because it's a degree that yeah i'm not using my degree directly but i'm learning like the behaviors of people and like knowing that in a workspace is really important i'm going on a tangent now but i just love psychology i just love it it's so good it's so needed like it's so important for people to know how like other people behave and why they behave that way yeah i mean that is i feel like part of the basis of humanity is understanding why we do what we do how we function what drives us what changes us what traumatizes us all of those things and so psychology is certainly uh really i mean there's the psychological aspect i feel like the psychological aspect of things is what makes us human whenever you're thinking about medicine and like your body systems and all of that that's one thing but what actually makes us human is our brain capacity our thoughts our emotions all of those things obviously animals have those too but um there is something distinct about our brain that makes us mm-hmm. humans and everything else animal yes do we have any other any animals on our we don't have any more animals on our list for for disney characters we but do have a villain we do have a villain that villain that would be a type four she is dramatic she is emotional she is very much expressing the um emotional passion of a type four which is envy and that would be cruella Ooh, yes so we didn't really mention it at this point so far in the episode but every type has an emotional passion uh type one's anger type two's 
pride yeah pride type threes self-deceit type fours is envy so they feel so outside and individual they are the individualists they're by themselves and they envy um what uh, at their worst envy what other people have um instead of being able to identify the good things and the treasures that they have in their own life they look to others and say gosh why don't i have this and cruella without a doubt is doing that she wants this she wants that she wants the puppies she wants the fur coats she wants to be you know the best in fashion and doesn't understand why people don't just do what she wants but she's also very emotional and dramatic and Mm -hmm. she's a an unhealthy version of a type four yeah some other notable type fours would be pocahontas alice Aurora, aka Sleeping Beauty, or um, Peppa from Encanto, which is the is it is she the aunt? Yes, she she's is the, the aunt, aunt whose mood changes with the weather. So um, I liked Alice being on this list because she is so uh, creative and, and she's such an individualist. Like I can see how that she fits this type very well and and kind of has this self-discovery throughout her storyline yeah she if you are familiar with the original alice in wonderland film um by the walt disney company um alice opens the song or uh, opens the film singing a song called in a world of my own and so she's literally singing about being an individualist that in her world this is how things would be in her world this is what she sees she romanticizes what the world should be like which is her wonderland um and i think she is one of the best representations of a type four yeah, she's she's definitely one of the top fits for this. Yeah. She Anything d- else you want to note for the characters that we mentioned? Um, I mean, again with Alice, she's emotional too. But Peppa um, from Encanto, her uh, mood changes the weather, and I think that's so funny when she's sitting in that melancholy. Just like we said with Eeyore, she actually has a rain cloud over her head, and when she's super happy and excited, there's sunshine. And um, I think that's a funny look at the emotional capacity of a type four, how quickly their mood can change. Um, but all of those examples, I think, are are great looks and glimpses at a type four. Obviously, there's not going to be one perfect representation unless Disney um, makes a Disneyagram movie series and then actually uh, represents or short film series, like little shorts. They should just hire us to make the short I'm I'm ready to write. I'm ready to write Disney. Add it to my um, type three ambitious resume list. I love that. Oh my gosh. Okay, so let's talk about some of the follower commentary and responses that we received via Instagram. Um, we asked you guys three different questions. What's your favorite part of being a type four? What Disney character do you relate to most and why? And what is something you wish others understood about your type? So we had quite a few responses for the type four and we wanted to share those with you guys so the favorite part of being a type four jess said getting to meet other fours getting to know other creative and unique people is always so cool 
I think that touches back to that um, way that they cope with feeling so outside as finding a niche or a group of people that they can relate to. And so that makes total sense that meeting other people that feel and express the same way that you do would be something that you would find so cool. Yeah. Our creative and fun gal, Callie, said, I love that I am not afraid of emotions. I embrace what I am feeling. You better go ahead, girl. I I love that fours are not afraid to embrace those emotions. They just really wear their heart on their sleeve. Yes, and that's something I commend about the type four. I still fall into that heart type category of types, but for me, when I have a negative emotion like sadness or um, embarrassment, anything like that, I want to push it down. I don't want to experience it. And I try to tell myself, you know what? You're not sad. You're totally fine. Get out there and go do something else. And type fours are able to actually allow themselves to process an emotion like grief or sadness and sit in it for a minute and welcome it. Um, so that I think maybe in certain situations they heal really well from hard times or hard situations, um, or they have a really great, awesome experience when things go well and they're super happy like that memory for them total core memory moment um (laughs) is heightened compared to somebody else yeah that's awesome okay kiki said being able to connect deeply in my relationships and i think that kind of goes back to what we were saying about expressing emotions because they are able to verbalize those feelings and those emotions i'm sure that helps them connect much deeper in their friendships and relationships yeah and the empathy too, being able to experience things with their their people in their lives all right (laughs) and finally chelsea said I like that I can see the world in a unique and different way, not in a way that follows the norms. Absolutely. You go fours. I love the way you romanticize and imagine and see the world. So thank you for sharing that, Chelsea. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so now we're going to talk about the Disney characters that you guys relate to most and why. What do we have for this, Kate? So we are kicking it off with Jess saying that she relates to Rapunzel. Her attitude of curiosity and wonder towards new things is inspiring. I love how she sees beauty and goodness even in the most unlikely of places i have not seen rapunzel compared as a four before so i do actually like this approach i i never thought about it this way but i this is why i love these questions because we get to hear from you guys who aren't you know what we've researched on the internet our own thoughts it's really important for us to understand what you guys think about these two yeah absolutely totally agree with that i think that's a really unique way to see Rapunzel and her personality I hadn't seen before. Next, we have Callie saying that she relates to Ariel. She's extremely curious about the world and stands up for what she believes in. Yeah, I also haven't seen Ariel being compared as a four, so I like I like these two princesses coming in um, with the type four category. We also had Chelsea who said Ariel as well. It's because she said because she saw the world differently and wasn't afraid to follow her heart. And I I do love that about Ariel. Yeah, I. there is a particular type that Ariel comes up as frequently when you are searching Disney characters and their Enneagram types. Many people have looked into and done their own versions of this before, and I have never seen Ariel come up as a type four. And now that I'm reading these responses and thinking about her in that capacity, it totally fits. 
Yeah. I mean, that's why I love the Enneagram too, because it's really up to each person's, you know, interpretation and what, how you think and how you see the world. So it's always so fun to hear the different responses. And then uh, finally, we have Kiki who um, said Belle because she just doesn't fit in many places. And I can really see that for Belle. I mean, I, we've, we've heard Belle's name through a couple of these episodes so far. Belle is a very versatile character in the, you know, Walt Disney um, company world. But she does she's kind of that outcast um doesn't fit in her village she's different than everybody else but she's not afraid of that too like she's proud of who she is in the village yeah and she does romanticize the world that she could be and she wants to be in the great wide somewhere and step outside of her small little village and she doesn't care that she's the funny girl of the town she kind of sits in that and tells her dad you know everyone thinks i'm odd and I think she does have those four moments where she's wrestling with being an outsider, but at the same time also embraces it. Um, And the way that she sees the beast too, I think. Yeah, I was going to say that, but then also... You know, I mean, you and I both agree we think Belle is a five, and we will talk about Belle next week. But maybe Belle's a five wing four or a four wing five. I don't know. I she need really to could look and flip the dif- flop back and forth, but she definitely has a lot of five qualities which we'll talk about later but then like i can see the four as well so yeah i think that she teeters between the two pretty evenly um so she's she's a four wing five or five wing four either way but i totally now see the the four aspect in her thinking about her being an outcast and also the way that she can fall in love with a beast yeah and that's cool that's i mean pretty amazing Okay, last question. What is something you wish others understood about your type? I love this question. I've said it every week. I think this question is really important because it helps you really understand who these people are. Maybe looking past the stereotypes or things that you may assume about each type and really understanding more about the core of who each of these people are. So that's why I love this question. But Jess said, I strive to relate and feel empathy through art. This really touches on that creative piece, that empathy, and how they express their emotions through creativity. Yeah, I think that sometimes maybe for the fours, um, whenever they are trying to express themselves, maybe words aren't the first thing that come to them. And so, um, expressing empathy for others or relating to others might be better expressed through some form of art rather than words themselves and so sometimes you know maybe people who are fours in your lives are trying to communicate something to you but it's not in a way that you would see maybe that person drew you a picture or painted you a picture and gave it to you and that's them expressing something about how they feel about you without words that maybe you didn't know or understand that that's what they're trying to do in the first place oh yeah for sure all right then callie said that fours are not sad all the time yes we allow that emotion but we thrive in happiness oh i totally see this too where they're not emotional in the sense that every emotion is negative they do experience the positive ones to the max and fours are some of the like happiest 
people that I know where you're just like, how are you happy in this? Like, how are you finding joy? And I do think it's because they're able to see the world differently. Yeah. And I, like I said before, that's why I really do love fours. Okay. Who's our last, what's our last response here? I love this response. Chelsea said, we aren't scary just because we're different. Yep. That is a good one. I love that. (laughs) Yes. Just because you are different from somebody else or someone is different from you, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't reach out, shouldn't communicate and shouldn't experience relationships with that person it might be even more of a reason to in the first place amen get to know others that are not like you because you can learn something super special from each individual person so don't be afraid surround yourself with people that maybe aren't as much like you and learn something that's kind of our inspirational tip of the day Absolutely. We love inspirational tips of the day, but we also love trip tips of the day. Oh, what a good transition. We have our trip tips for fours. If you are heading on a Disney vacation, they might be some things that you need to know to best handle your trip well. Or if you are traveling with a type four, this might be helpful for you to know so that you guys can have a smooth trip and enjoy each other's presence. So what would you say would be a good tip for a, tr- a type four? four on a Disney trip. We love to give tips, one that is to encourage that personality type and one that allows that personality type to maybe rest or take a step back whenever they might experience something that's hard in a Disney trip. Disney trips are overwhelming. They are a lot and there's going to be some type of road bump for each individual personality. And so for the type four, I think that what is a good trip tip for them to be encouraged in their personality is to be that romanticized idealistic dreamer for your group and dream up all the crazy things because you are going to see all the good in a trip and all the experiences in a trip in a very different light and be able to bring something to the people you're traveling with's attention that they might not have even been paying attention to or wanting to do in the first place. But on the opposite side of that, something that you can remind yourself when things might be not going the way you hoped or planned, if there is something on that trip that is something you love, you just adore this thing, whether it's a fireworks show, a stage show, an attraction, and nobody else in your group likes that thing and nobody else, everybody's response to you is, why would you even like that? run with it. Love that thing. Don't let everyone else liking other things or wanting to do other things get you down and make you upset or frustrated that nobody else in the group is wanting to do the same things as you. If you love the Finding Nemo stage show and everyone else thinks it's ridiculous, you want to spend 30 minutes watching a Finding Nemo musical, well, let them go do something else and you love that musical. I love that. I was going to even add to what you said earlier, like with the encouragement piece, I mean, I think type fours should be encouraged to see as many um, parades, fireworks shows, uh, even those like mini Broadway shows as possible, because I think it helps, you know, spark their creativity as well. And it gives them a space to express emotion around others that are being creative. And I think those types of events, those type of, I guess, um, experiences between the fireworks and the parades and the shows um, are a way for them to kind of feel at home and in their comfort space. 
Absolutely. I love that you said that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're so sweet. <laughs> well, guys, this is kind of a, a summation of our type for the individualist. We hope you guys had a fun time listening to us. And now when it comes to your trips, always, always, always reach out to our girl Kelly from Kelly's Magical Vacations. She is our travel sponsor and is just such a gem of a human. Honestly, we love her. Uh, her services are free and um, by using her you're supporting her business and who doesn't want help from somebody that is an expert that will take stress off of your shoulders even if you are a frequent disney goer she is a great resource to have in your back pocket so you would definitely want to connect with her there is a link in our bio to start a conversation with her and get things rolling and be sure to give her a follow on instagram at kelly's magical vacations creator spotlight create 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 because you are so creative oh my gosh how great is it that we have a creator creator spotlight on an episode about people that are really creative i mean we had to i mean we didn't even plan that out i literally just sat here and i'm like wow look how the cards fell I know it's what's the uh, tagline for figment um imagination, i wouldn't know because i just inspiration i don't, I don't have much of a care for figment sorry <laughs> peoples um that do like figment if you've been here long enough you know that we're not really big figment fans uh in my mind i've recently started calling him figgy azalea Figgy Azalea, no way, that's amazing. Yeah, so um, azaleas are a really big thing where Court and I live, and with Festival Figgy Azalea, <laughs> with Festival of the Arts, I, in my mind, um, I started saying Figgy, and then uh, the do that, do that, I G G Y. Um, that was something my brother used to say, but then while I was seeing Figment, I would think do that do that f-i-g-g-y and figgy azalea is now what i refer to him as i love that well let's reel it back in a little bit when it just comes a tad to, just a tad <laughs> well we are here to put a spotlight on an amazing creator today today we are shouting out mingling with megan kate why don't you share with us a little bit about megan's page and why we picked her as a creator spotlight for this week so I think a lot of times when we are doing creator spotlights, there are obvious content creators, Instagram, social media forward creators. Mingling with Megan is actually a travel journalist. So while she has content and creativity in her social pages, she's actually a journalist doing all kinds of travel related things, a lot of which revolves around Disney. And we love that. We love that about her page, but also that it introduces a dose of other travel things that maybe we weren't familiar with before. Um, so she is a travel journalist that's worked with incredible businesses and um, media outlets such as the Family Vacationist, Delish, CN Traveler, Insider Life, Yahoo Lifestyle, and beyond. And so her experience and resume in terms of what she has put into learning and telling us as her followers and people that are consuming her content is very extensive and she's very good at what she does. So we certainly felt she deserved a spotlight today. If you're not already following her, head to Instagram and follow her at Mingling with Megan. Okay, guys. 
we are at the end of another Disneyagram episode and we just want to say thank you so much for listening to this series and being with us today to learn about the type fours. We are having so much fun. But for now, we will leave you with what we always leave you with and we'll be back next week with type five and we'll leave you with there's a great big beautiful tomorrow out there waiting for you go make it magical see you real soon bye guys bye